I want you to just lift your hands before the Lord, and I want you to make a request tonight. And here's what I just felt so strongly that we should ask. I, I want you to ask the Lord, what is it you need to hear his voice on? What do you need to hear God say to you tonight? And I want you to make this super personal. What is it that you need to hear the Lord say to you tonight? Pastor Preston preached a really great message over the weekend about caring for our own soul so that we could care for others. And so there's nothing wrong with us tonight making this very personal to ourselves. What is it that we need to hear the Lord say? Can we just ask that? Just whatever it is. Just say it out loud or pray it quietly or just think it to the Lord, but just pray it. So, Father, you are hearing the voices of your people tonight. And, Lord, we are here in this miracle moment. We're here in this atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. And we're here because we believe you're alive, that you have ascended to the right hand of God the Father, that you've sent your Holy Spirit to your church, and that we have the ability, we have ears to hear, and we have eyes to see. We have holy imaginations because you have transformed us. You have saved us. You have redeemed us. You have adopted us. We belong to you. And because we belong to you, you have chosen to speak to us. And we have the supernatural ability to hear your voice. Lord, what a, what a marvelous thing it is to hear the voice of the Lord. What a miraculous thing it is to hear the voice of the Lord. So I'm asking around this room tonight that you give us the miracle of and the privilege and the beauty of hearing your voice. So come, Holy Spirit, into this group of people tonight, right here in this gathering. Would you set us free? Would you deliver us? Would you strengthen us? Would you pour your Spirit out on us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. We're so glad you're here, by the way. We're so grateful that you came out tonight. It's our last night of presbytery. We do this every year. And I want to tell you why we do it. Someone asked me, bro, why don't we do this? And I'll tell you why. Because we believe that God speaks and that we can hear him. And I, but it's also looking around the room tonight. A lot of you brought your kids, and I love it. My, Pam and I, our kids are now 19 and 17, about to be 20 and 18 in a couple months. But we have raised our kids in the environments. Every time we could put our kids in, a, in an environment like this where they could hear and respond to God's voice, we believe that that was the one thing we're supposed to do as parents. That's the one way we were to disciple our children, is to, is to show them and to model to them and put them in environments where they were taught how to hear and respond to the Holy Spirit's promptings and voice in their life. And I'm just so glad you brought your kids tonight. I'm glad that we grown-ups get to do this as well. We get to be in these miracle environments these supernatural environments where God is stirred up, where we have faith. And what I love about this room is that you came on a Tuesday night to a presbytery service because you are leaning in. And that's what creates the environment for this entire thing. We're all leaning in. We're all praying for one another. We're, we're cheering for one another. We're listening for one another. And that creates an atmosphere where God just speaks freely and easily among his people. So I want you to do that tonight. We're going to call... Uh, three, very, three couples that are all leaders in our church, who, and they're going to come up one couple at a time, and we've invited three men that I know very well. They're pastors, they are shepherds, they are seasoned, mature, prophetic voices that I trust personally to speak into the leaders of our church. And so we're going to invite them up right now, Pastor Wayne, Pastor Tom, 
Pastor Preston. Come on up. Would you welcome these guys up this tonight? We're grateful to have them. If this is your first night to come, Pastor Preston, we'll start uh, from the youngest to the wisest. How about that? You know, we'll go there. But the, uh, actually, Pastor Preston is a longtime friend for me. I've known him since he was uh, a college student, basically. And he's now uh, pastors a church, a great church in Scottsdale, Arizona, called Gateway Scottsdale. I uh, love him, and we're glad to have him. Next to him is Pastor Wayne Drain, who I've known for almost as long as I've known Preston, almost 20 years. And he is a trusted prophetic voice, a, a true shepherd of pastors and leaders around the world. And he is from Russellville, Arkansas. His wife, June, is with him here tonight. The better half, I would say, right? And... Uh, Little known fact about June, she is a world-class baton teacher. She teaches baton at a high school. Is that right? Is that not right? You're world-class is what I've heard. Okay, I've, I haven't seen the YouTube video. All right, but, and then next to him is Pastor Tom Lane, my dear friend, uh, my pastor. I call him, I make him wear that title. He is my pastor, and I need a pastor. You say amen to that. And uh, I need her more than you probably. And so he's been my pastor and friend for a long, long time. And uh, we're so glad to have uh, Tom and Jan. Jan Lane is with him now, his, his better half, who is a dear friend of our families. And so we're glad to have them. Now, this is not a spectator sport. You cannot just sit in your chair and watch tonight. I want you to pray, and I want you to pray for three things. We've been praying these three things for all three services. I want you to pray for the people who are about to receive the words, that it would be a strength, encouragement, comfort to them. I want you to pray for the people who are doing the hard work of ministry, because this is not easy. It's not easy, but it's, it's powerful and strong, but it takes a lot of spiritual effort, so I want you to pray for them. And then the third thing that we've been praying for in all three gatherings is that the Lord would stir up this gift of prophecy in all of us. Every one of us in this room and all of you watching online, you can do this. 1 Corinthians 14 says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Of all the spiritual gifts that Paul taught on and, and, and exhorted the church to use, this gift, because it strengthens, encourages, and comforts people, Paul said we should especially aspire for this gift to be used in us whenever the Holy Spirit wants to use us, right? Are you okay with that? All right, if you're not, you can still do it, all right? All right, so are you ready? All right, now when the, this couple comes up, I want you to start praying for them. You can be loud, you can be quiet, whatever tradition you were raised in. It's okay with me, all right? Loud, quiet, the Lord hears all our prayers. So I want you to welcome Jared and Holly Newman up. Come on, Jared, Holly. Well, good evening. Has it been a good day? Good. It will be a good day, I know. Uh, good evening. Uh, Jared, I, I saw this when I started praying for you. Uh, uh, you probably won't know this song. You'll have to look it up, but it's a Ron Canoli song. Uh, <laughs> Ron, uh, whose who's report will you believe? That's, there you go. You got it, buddy. You, you got it. Healed, field, set free, victory, it comes from him. God is faithful to keep his promises, and he provides, he supplies, he moves. Uh, what's your part? Simply to believe and obey. All you have to do is believe and obey. I, I believe the enemy <clears throat> stopped up some wells of 
God's promise and provision in your life and tried to convince you that it wasn't for you. It was for another time, another generation, uh, maybe one of your sons or a a daughter or something, uh, one of your kids, and uh, it's for you. It's it, the promise of God is for you. Stand, stand firm. Stand faith-filled in what God has spoken to you, and you will see it come about. <clears throat> Believe and obey. Uh, you are called, anointed, and positioned for God's work. Mighty to save. That's who our God is, mighty to save. It's his work through you, and it's going to be a generational work that will pay huge dividends in the long run. Stay the course. Believe in God. You, you, you know the report. You believe his report and stand firm. Amen. <clears throat> okay, Holly, I saw this. Uh, a recent bumpy ride for, for you. But uh, it's, it's smoothing out. The, the, uh, the kind of come through a, a rapid, uh, that's what I thought, uh, rapids. And at the other side of rapids is the smooth water. Um, <clears throat> everything that w- was loose was thrown around, but nothing was thrown out. And uh, it's good. Jostled, but nothing has been thrown out. Good news. There's clear water ahead. Uh, the rapids are past. You've stayed true. You've held on to God. You've deepened your love for him and your trust in him. A new season of fruitfulness is ahead. Do not look to the right or the left. Look up for God's provision and his protection has been all around you. Write, journal, and tell your story. Teach, speak, use social media. You know how to do that, social media. (laughs) Use social media and tell your story. It's a great one to be told, both of you. Stand firm in God. His report is what you need to believe. God bless you. Hey, finally. All right. You don't have the hat tonight. But so I wouldn't have known even what you look like without that hat. I was looking for the hat, and it was gone. Uh, I, I made sure with Brady, Jared, and Holly. Holly should be easy. That's my wife's name. So if I, if I get that wrong, that's big trouble there. Uh, Holly, heart of innocence, armed with strength. Innocence and strength are a rare combination. When you read through Scripture, uh, someone, I believe, Uh, of whom that could be said would be King David. Innocence and strength. Walked in innocence, not perfection, innocence, but fought with great strength. And I I just saw you, um, both of you, you, the two of you get underestimated a little bit. And nobody should underestimate you guys. God's doing something in this season right now. And we're kind of going from playing to pounding. This is a transition season for both of you. And it, it, this is like big boy, big girl world right now. And it, it, it's fun. You guys are having fun. It's a little unknown. But I saw you sitting at a desk writing, Holly. And, and it was more like uh, as a recorder, as one who's journaling. And then it was like the Lord walked in and took that journal off of the desk and put down what looked like a, a very similar book. But it already, every page was filled with words. And I just felt like I heard the Lord say, you're going to go from being a recorder to being a receiver. And, and here's what I've, I'm going to submit this to you. Uh, God's going to give you a blueprint for building 
something that's been in your heart for a long time, and you, you are going to light it up with this bad boy, and you're not going to have to come up with the ideas. He, he is taking, you, he'll give you a new journal, but this thing he laid on that desk, every page was filled with ink. And they're, I just saw you going into your quiet time in the mornings going, I don't know what to do today, and just boom, you walk out of that room, and it was like you feel like you read the pages on that book, and you know exactly what you were supposed to do that day, and, and you're divinely led throughout the day. Uh, don't stop writing, just like what Tom said, just because you're getting a book that has the words already in it. Keep recording. Don't stop recording because you're going to tell this story to a lot of people. You're going to share this testimony with many, all right? But don't, don't uh, be so quick to be quiet, all right? Speak up. And I don't just mean in public. I mean when you feel that thing burning inside of you. And this is part of that picture where he's going, 10 years ago, she wasn't quite sure what to say. But I have deposited my word inside of her, and you feel it burning inside of you. It's time to just say it. Speak it out. It, you, you're kind of finishing up that should I or shouldn't I season. Come out of that, you should. You should, you should, you should. So let it fly, all right? Jared, uh, the, the phrase, I already shared it over the two of you, but heard it really clearly. Uh, we're not playing games anymore. We're, we're pounding. And I, I heard you uh, hammering nails, so pounding nails, but also pounding foes. It's like a, a double-edged sword right now. And, and one of the things I, I felt the Lord say about you is it's time to sharpen the sword more than ever before. Sharpen that sword. Keep it sharp. Make sure the leading edge is, is dangerously, scary sharp. Because you're going to go into to some, some spots. We'll just call them spots, all right? Because prophecy is encouraging and exhorting and, and all that. Just take the sword with you. Make sure it's sharp. When you don't know what to do, go grab the word. Grab it. Feed yourself. Make sure it tastes like honey. You just keep getting it, but keep that, short, that sword sharp in this season. I felt like God was, uh, one of the other phrases was uh, open for trading. It was almost like I, I saw the Lord uh, swapping, not, not calling, but anointing. Where it was just a, it'll feel like an end around to you. Uh, I don't think you'll see it coming. Uh, maybe it's something you've been praying about. I don't get the sense that it is. Uh, just be okay when one season is done, when he is transitioning you. It's not because of failure. It's always because of success, not just with that, but with what's next. But I do see a little bit of a transition, and it's all right, all right? There's some unknown ahead for you guys. Unknown's fun. Unknown is fun. She might go into her room with a book and all the words are on it. Bro, your book doesn't have any words on it. And, and it's just going to be fun. And you're going to record it all. You're going to write it all down. And young men are going to read that for many years to come and go, that's the playbook. Jared gave it to me. And I saw you at the end of your life turning around. And when many write checks, I saw you handing this out and it being the most valuable thing these men receive. So you write well. Write it down. Don't be scared. You walk in boldness and courage. Keep that sword sharp. Even though there may be some transition and a little bit of unknown, it's about to get fun. It's about to be more fun than ever. Not because we're playing, because you're going to be pounding. 
Come on, baby. <laughs> Bless you guys. You two aren't exactly as you seem. Uh, more conservative than you look. Even more cool than you know. But I saw a little house on the prairie vibe around your family. <laughs> Close-knit, shared values. If you have your choice, you'll just be with your family all the time. Big love for each other. Uh, kids aren't embarrassed when you show up at school to see them. Uh, they like to see you there. <laughs> hey, back me up in this, okay? I see a spiritual legacy flowing into you and out through you in the years to come. Family will always be the big deal for you. Family worship is part of that. You're an active family, lots to do, places to go, lots of demands on your time. But when you gather as a family and decide to just pray and worship, answers come. God often speaks to you through your kids. Listen to them. Uh, Jared, uh, you're a show-and-tell guy, gifted leader, you care deeply for people. You add strength to families by what you do as well as what you teach. Acts 1.1 says Luke wrote about everything Jesus began to do and to teach. Uh, you'd rather be out doing than in a committee talking about doing. God will use you to prove Jesus to a generation longing for more than words, longing to see the stuff, uh, the stuff of demonstration. You're one of many that's hearing this word in this hour. Receive it with faith. There's more songs to sing. More songs to sing. More to, be, uh, more to be seen by revelation. You're smart. Good at seeing how moving parts can fit together. You're like a conductor. You know how all the things ought to be, how to sound. And, and you, know, you know when that one should play a little bit louder. And that should be a little softer. And that one should be kicked out of the band. And that one should be brought in. You're, you see all that. Uh, and I saw this, that young and old follow you willingly. You have equal favor on both sides of your age. You have a father's heart and a son's desire to honor. Beautiful feet. You walked up, I saw the beautiful feet of an evangelist. Not the wild-eyed, screaming, spitting evangelist, but the one who just says, don't you want to be free? And they say, yes. They say, yes. You're going to win a lot of people to the Lord in your life. Multi-gifted leader, you can do it all, but don't do it all. Just do what you see Jesus doing and just say what you hear him saying. And I saw that you represent Jesus very well. Uh, Holly, you're amazing. Uh, you color outside the lines. Innovative, creative in finding elusive solutions to challenges that people face. Everyone wants you on their team. If you're out in the playground, they all say, I want her. She's on my team. No, she's on my team. People trade stuff to get you to be on their team. Because you bring life to people. You don't build life and hope that structure happens. You see life, and then God uses you to bring out the appropriate structure. Uh, team leader gifted to direct teams, to form teams, to shape teams. Uh, you prefer to be in a team rather than being a solo. 
And I saw you on a platform and you were passionately sharing your heart. Tears were coming easily uh, from your heart of mercy. Young moms take heart when they see you with your kids. Insightful, you're a thinker. But art and math come together in you. Uh, I saw that your testimony is honest and powerful. New doors opening to share it. God's going to give you thoughts in the night. He's going to give you things to write down, and you're going to write them down. Then he's going to say, share that, and you'll go share that. Uh, You're not going to be able to escape the spotlight. Uh, It's not important to you, but God's shining his light on you because it's time for you to share your story. It's time for you to speak out the good things he's done in your life. Such a good word. Uh, Jared and Holly have been around the church for as long as I've been here and have discipled hundreds of students here, children, students. Jared was a junior high pastor here years ago when he was a younger man, makes, makes amazing films uh, now, uh, world-class films. Holly uh, disciples and trains and teaches our children every weekend at New Life North, and this is a couple that we all adore and we all love them. And I'm gonna ask uh, Daniel, will you pray over the two of them? I've known Jared my entire life and he is one of the finest humans on the planet. And I've known Holly too, amazing couple. So Lord, we thank you for the Newmans. Thank you for the future you have mapped out for them. And thank you, Lord, for the decades of faithfulness that they've already sown. They have sown faithfulness. They have not grown weary in doing good, and in the end, you will reap a harvest. And so, Lord, we thank you for them and their four kids. We thank you that you're showing them the way forward. We thank you that you're blessing the work of their hands. We thank you, Lord, that their roots will go down deep into the streams of life-giving water, and they'll bear fruit in every season, and their leaf will not wither. Thank you, Lord, for blessing over the Newmans. And so, Lord, we call those people that are, are going to be drawn to their lives, we call them into the kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for many, many disciples that will come up out of their fruitfulness in their life. And so we pray, Lord, bless them, keep them. Make your face to shine upon them. Be gracious to them. Lord, lift your countenance and grant them peace. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, that's, it. that's really, for all of us that work with Jared and Holly, these words, and I'm, I, know, I don't know how well you know them, but we know them, and we know how powerful those words are and how accurate they are, and it just encourages all of us. Are you ready? Are you, ready? Are you leaning in with me? All right? All right, we invite Jason and Sarah Jackson. Come on up, Jason and Sarah. We lost Preston. He'll be back in a minute, I guess. <laughs> How are y'all doing? You know, I've been, I've been watching you over the last few days, been drawn to you, uh, not knowing that you were a candidate, but trying to figure out, Lord, what are, 
what are you saying? And I, I think this is a really good word for you. Um, Jason, I saw this. You're an officer in the Lord's army. You're, you're not an enlisted man. You're, you're a leader. You're, you're, a, um, you're, you're an embedded leader. You lead groups of men and women, but you lead yeah. groups of, of people into spiritual battles. Yeah. And, and you're the captain. You're the, you're the enlisted officer among them, showing them the way, it, calling them to higher places. It's a, it's a powerful thing. I, I, I saw Psalm 24 over your life, a, a man with clean hands and a pure heart, yeah. whose words are carefully selected and they are the bond of his life. If you give your word, you're going you're gonna to fulfill what you said no matter what. There used to be a day when the word, our word was our bond. It still is with you. You, you live true to the things that you say. Uh, a generation lead, leader paving the way for a new generation of God worshipers and servants. Your relational style of leadership sets the example for others to follow. You're embedded with your teams, and you don't want it that. You don't want the administrative load. You want to be in the, on the ground leading and interacting with the teams that you're involved with. You're not afraid to get your hands dirty, and I, I think the Lord really loves that. Uh, you're, you're an effective leader because you are. You're, you've experienced brokenness and pain, and you've walked the path of healing. And God says, well done. Well done, Jason. Uh, freedom ministry... Uh, a pastor, equipper, an evangelist. Share the gospel. You've, you've earned the right. Share the gospel and lead people to Christ. You're the, you're the team leader they'll follow because you, you yeah. display the gifts of God's worthy man, uh, a great officer in God's army. Sarah, hi. Stable, solid, unwavering. These are the things I saw over you. You're not given to wide swings of emotion. You're as steady as she goes, girl. Uh, you're passionate and fervent, but with, within a stable band of what, uh, what happens. You anchor your husband well. You, you tether him to the reality of things. Pace and provision are guiding values for your commitment and your service. You love God. You love your family. You love ministry, you love the church, and you have them all in proper order. Uh, you, you keep things in proper order. You're a spiritual weather person, evaluating conditions and projecting patterns and seasons. Uh, you don't make the patterns. You don't determine the patterns. The seasons, you recognize them and then call out what needs to be prepared to be effective in the season. Uh, there's a you're familiar, I don't see you guys wearing it, but you probably do because you're fit looking. A Fitbit, you know, or a, a whoop, they, they read the conditions of your body and they tell you what if you need more sleep or if you need, uh, you know, if you're, you need rest today because you've, you've exerted yourself. Uh, you, you're, you're that in a spiritual sense. You, you're in touch with what God is doing and saying, not only for you, but for you as a couple and, and for people in ministry. There's a prophetic edge to what you do. In Acts 11, 27, there's an account of Agabus, and he, he steps forward as a prophet and declares that there's going to be a famine coming. And, and the church rallies around that word and uh, does an effective job of preparing and sending an offering on, on ahead. You're that kind of prophetic 
uh, person. You, you declare the things that are coming, the seasons that are ahead, and, and you, you declare them and, and say, let's get ready. It, this season is coming. It's a powerful work that God does and uses through you. You're a tremendous couple and well-connected. You've been perfectly matched for God's ministry call on your yeah, life. God bless you. You two are an all-in, leave-it-all-on-the-field couple. You're 110 percenters in your commitment to this house and those you oversee and those who oversee you. Great faith, team players, under authority, and you both carry an everybody-gets-to-play ethos. Yeah, that's good. Very inclusive, gatherers, nurturers, plugged in. I've got the same word, embedded in this house. You both have hearts to make Jesus famous. You're the, you're the breed that God's raising up right now to call attention to Jesus. For you, Jason, you, you keep things up to date and functioning properly. You have a nose for pre-problem troubleshooting. You hate messes, but you find yourself in messes all the time. Uh, have an intuitive sense of what's coming and what needs attention. Uh, you can be trusted to move resources from the place of plenty to the place of need. Prophetic songs, prophetic words come at just the right time. You see down the road. You tend to live in the future. Uh, she helps you keep your feet on the ground. You just need to proclaim what you see. Yeah. There's a gift to teach from Revelation, and you preach with proclamation. Uh, you're anointed to impact leaders. Leaders listen to you. They, they steal your stuff. You have this ability to give these phrases that just has a monster amount of revelation in it. And people go, I'm going to preach that. I'm going to preach that. You know which knobs to turn and which buttons to push. You make things look good and sound good wherever you are. You like to walk into a room and say, that needs to change, this needs to be there, that needs to be over there. You're, you're, you're good at directing. Uh, not everybody likes direction, but you're good at it. And then, <laughs> but I heard this, of everything you are, you are a herald of the gospel of Jesus. Everything you do, it's perhaps the most important. Uh, just tell people. Just, just show them Jesus. Don't let it get any more complicated than that. You've had a complicated life, and you just need to get past that and just, uh, just walk in simplicity. Tell people about Jesus, and that'll be enough. For you, Sarah, I had a picture of you sitting in a, a show that's probably before your time, but I had a picture of you sitting in the captain's chair on the Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> uh, lots of activity around you, but, but yet nothing gets past you noticing it. Nothing walks in. You've got this tremendous spiritual periphery. You just see everything at once. You see the big picture and the small picture and all the pictures in between. Um, it gets large when you're in charge. <laughs> you're just a fruitful gal. Favor goes before you and fruit follows you. Uh, a decisive leader who can bear the burdens of big responsibilities. Uh, yeah, it's hard to herd creative people, but you can even do that. Uh, they follow those they trust 
and you are trusted in this place. A fresh wave of creativity is going to break out in this house. And you're going to be in the, in the big middle of it. Uh, you're going to see it. Uh, you're going to help to shape it and to direct it and to hold a little bit of it from getting too near the sun. Uh, just sing your part. Just help others blend to make one sound, to be of one mind for the glory of the one true God. Yep, leadership is strong and easily entreated. You don't make a big deal of yourself, but listen to me, you are a big deal. You're a big deal. Uh, Jesus made you a big deal, so you can make him a big deal. That's how it works. And I heard this, keep an eye on the lambs. Love them. Lead them when you can. Prophesy over them. Call out their destiny. There's an army of little worshipers that are rising, and they're going to listen to you. Uh, You're like a mom, and and they're going to listen, and they're going to follow, and they're going to believe you. So tell them what God tells you. That was just flat nasty right there. I think we should all just go home after that right there. Just sit Indian style and cry before the Lord. That was just... Jason, you're, you're 10 years before your time, man. You, you, I don't know how old you are, uh, but you, you are 10 years ahead of everybody else. And you're the tip of the spear from the back of the room. It's crazy that this mix of gifts that, that you have... Uh, I mean, just intriguing is the best way to say it. I'm intrigued. Just, just taking a look and trying to see as God sees it. And, and it just, man, I, I, I want to submit a couple of things. Two are strong. Uh, first, let me say this. Um, it, it's, not, it's not time uh, to talk yourself out of it. It's time to stand up in faith and walk in it. And I, it's like I just saw you kind of going, well, no, and because of this and this. And just kind of heard the Lord go, no, no, it's time to get up and walk in it. Let's go. Let's go. You and me, we're going to the other side of the lake. We're doing this together. Second thing, uh, you have an eye to see diamonds in the midst of the mud. Um, but be careful how much time you spend in the mud uh, because you'll, you'll just go diamond mining. You, the two of you have an anointing to recruit better than almost anybody I've ever been around. You, you notice people nobody else notices, and you see gifting that everybody else overlooks. It's just this thing you guys have. If you were in the sports world, you'd have one of the most successful sports teams because you, you're not, you don't go after the free agents, the big-name free agents. You just go out into a ball field where little kids are playing when they're eight years old and go, yep, that's the one right there. He's our future star. You see it before everybody else does. This is what you guys do. But be careful how, how much time you spend in the mud going after these diamonds. Saw the enemy trying to, to distract, uh, not tempt, but distract. And there, there, is a, a, there is something set before you that's going to take everything inside of you. And you need to go chase. You need to go get after it. It's time to walk in it. This isn't about pedigrees. This isn't about resumes. This isn't about names. This is about assignments. And he set an assignment before you. Go after it. You love assignments. That's your thing, man. Come on. You love assignments. This is going to be one of the best ones he gives you. And this isn't an assignment to study. Understand this. This is not an assignment to study. 
This is an assignment of expansion, and it starts with you. This is going to be a season of growth for you that you didn't ask for. But I think a lot of people around you have been asking for it because they've been rooting for you, not because they needed you to grow, but they've been rooting for you. They're quietly saying, come on, walk in it, man. Come on, it's there. I know it's there. And they're going to see it. You're going to go from walking to running. And you're going to have a lot of fun watching them. Sarah, man, you, you have this, uh, this nurse's touch. You can see it. You have the touch of a nurse and the mind of an executive. Pretty potent combo right there. I mean, you have this executive thing on you. You can lead at a high level. You can see solutions to problems before people are talking about the problems. You don't always say it. Sometimes you, you fall back and just say, oh, well, no, it, it's time to be a little more proactive in that. Save people from the pain. When you see a wreck happening before it happens, say something. Because you're not just seeing it, you're hearing it. You've got a close connection. Talk about a friend of God. Boy, that secret place is a special place for you. And everything you do comes out of that place. That's why most days you feel like Super Mario. <laughs> like he's got the joystick and you're just jumping when he's hitting it because that secret place is your special place. And it's just that tight, it's that close. Keep that as your strategy. You're not always gonna know what to do, but you know the one who does know what to do. You guys are gonna need some more energy in this next season. So you may need to go back and watch that message from this weekend. I don't necessarily like the preacher, but I like the message. <laughs> you may need to go back and watch that because here's, if there's gonna be a downfall with you, Sarah, it's putting yourself last. You put everybody ahead of yourself and everybody in this room knows it. You put their needs ahead of yours. And it sounds like such an awesome thing to do. And for them it is, but for you, it isn't always. So be careful. I don't know if that's the mud. I don't know what the mud is. But just, I caution you. You can do what you do and it not cost you everything you have. Stay calibrated from that secret place. Stay energized in that secret place, coming out of that secret place. But you don't have to solve everybody's problems, okay? Take good care of yourself. Make her take good care of herself. She's a champ, an executive. You got this, but be careful. Just be careful. Steward yourself, and you'll never have experience a lack of gifts to steward. God's going to surround you with gifts, and you're going to raise them up. It's what you do. Just watch it. Watch yourself. Take the kind of care for yourself that they want you to take of yourself because they, they esteem you that highly. They need you. God bless you guys. Freak shows. Freak shows. These guys are awesome. Bless y'all. Amen. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. I, they, they, what was so funny is that uh, when he said we still, everybody steals stuff from you, Jason is a Hebrew scholar. He reads it. He writes it. He dreams Hebrew. And so he's also a part of our teaching team downtown, and we study together. And it's true, all of us have stole uh, Jason Jackson stuff for our sermons because he's the smartest Hebrew scholar we've ever met. 
And Sarah leads ministries all over New Life Downtown. Both of them are fantastic pastors and leaders, and we're so honored to have you guys. Pastor Glenn, pray over them. Thank you, Lord. Before the words were even given tonight, I had the scripture in my heart from John 15, and so I'm going to pray it over you. I don't call you servants any longer because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends because everything I heard from my father I have made known to you. God, I thank you for the intimacy that Jason and Sarah have with you. Thank you for the closeness. God, I pray for a season of increased intimacy with you, that they would walk closely to your heart. And it goes on. It says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and produce fruit and so your fruit could last. Thank you for the ways that you have guided their story. Thank you for the way you've chosen them. Lord, thank you for the way you rescued Jason. Thank you for the way that you turned his story around. Thank you for the fruit that you've chosen to come from their life, Lord. And thank you that when you're behind it, it is fruit that will last. And so we say yes and amen to the word of the Lord over their life, that their intimacy with you would produce fruit, and this fruit will last. And to every word spoken over their hearts and lives, let it take root and let it bear fruit to the glory of the Father in heaven, we say in Jesus' name. Amen. What a great word for both of them. Okay, we have one more leadership couple. I want you to press in. You had to stir yourself up one more time. We're so excited about the words that are going to come now for uh, Andrew, Mandy, Arndt. Would you welcome Andrew and Mandy Arndt? Good evening. Doing okay? <laughs> I just heard the Lord say you're a delightful couple. Not just because of your personalities, but because He delights in you. Both of you have struggled to believe that God really loves you at various times in your life. He always has. He doesn't just love you, He delights in you. Uh, if I didn't say anything else, that would be enough. He delights in you. But I saw that you're inviting, you're hospitable, welcoming. People enjoy being around you. Although it's been a very busy season, you've kept people as your priority. No matter what you're doing, when people come around, you drop it and say, no, they're more important. Uh, got you, both of you have shepherd's hearts. Uh, it's been a bit chaotic. Uh, but a better order is being found, a better rhythm uh, you're going to dance to in these days. Uh, a clarity of direction has come. It's just, it's just time to go with the direction that you have. Uh, you've had a lot of options, and God's been narrowing you down to just a few. And that's a good thing. For you, Andrew, I had a picture of you in a den, and you were polishing silver. Uh, and I see that you are a talented mentor who helps people find their shine. You have an ability to restore broken fishermen and help them mend their broken nets. Uh, you were in a broken place and God healed you. You know what it feels like. You spent hours just crying in your backyard and, and uh, God restored 
God healed. Uh, God brought you back stronger than you were. Ministry of restoration and reconciliation is active and it's growing in its reach in you. I hear music, anointed music coming out from you. Uh, your heart sings with reckless abandon. You're just overwhelmed at God's love for you. Uh, I've heard that you're a singer sower. Uh, the song of the Lord is in you. Uh, and I heard this, you aren't behind, but you mustn't run ahead. You just need to relax a little bit, you know, just, just chill a little bit. Uh, God's doing more behind your back than you see in front of your face. Uh, just trust him in that. 2018 is, is, it feels like it's slowing down, but actually more work is happening in you and out of you than you know. It's going to start going up to a whole new pace in 2019. Embrace 2019 as a man of rest. Even in warfare, be a man of rest. Uh, you are a, a steady Eddie person. Uh, you're the same on Monday as you are on Sunday. The same at home as you are at church. There's just not a religious bone in your body. You know Jesus is about relationship, not religion. And so are you. Uh, there's a lot of religion in your background, and you were sick of it at one point. You just thought... I love Jesus, but these people drive me crazy. Uh, <laughs> but then you've got a burden for the little ones in the faith. Uh, you're patient, not wanting to lose anyone. You are many things, wife, mom, teacher, servant. But perhaps the best thing about you is you're just kind. You're a kind person. It's genuine. It's the kindness of God that leads people to face the issues that they need to face. I saw you being kind. The next thing you know, you're praying with people to find freedom and to come to faith and to get their lives together. It wasn't because you told them what they ought. Most people know about their sin. You don't have to tell them. A lot of folks are just wanting someone to be kind, and that someone is often you. Your leadership is effective, but it's not harsh or overly demanding. People love to work with you. You get more done in a small amount of time than most people uh, that you see around you. You're just steady. You just get it done. You bring it home. You land it on time, under budget. All those things that we dream about, you do it. You're a great woman. I was sitting there the whole time going, you're the calm, he's the storm. He, you, bro, you, you my man. You, I, I don't know what you were like when you were four, but bro, uh, he, he, he was a handful. That, that's a, a good kind of handful. It, it comes in handy now on this stage. Andrew, uh, it was like I saw um, you being dropped off in a helicopter uh, down by a rope in a really dense jungle. And you only had four things with you. Now, before I tell you the four things, I, I felt like there was kind of a phrase um, that, that I, I'm just going to submit to you. A season of simplification. A season of simplification. There are a lot of things that can go in this supposed backpack. A lot of things you can do, in other words. But it's time to simplify a little bit. It, it's, it, it's, we're bordering on getting a little too complicated. And that's never been, been the thing. 
Uh, you're, you're at your best when it's simple. So I saw you being dropped via rope down in this really thick jungle going after people that people are unaware of. I mean, we're talking like unreached people groups. And in, in your uh, care, it didn't all fit in a backpack, was a shovel, a sword, a lamp, and a stick. Those four things, all right? A shovel, a sword, a lamp, and a stick. I believe the stick, let's start with that one. There's a, a mantle of leadership that you're about to step into that you've been a little reluctant to embrace. And I just, it was like I heard the Lord going, what's in your hand? A staff. God's created you to lead, not just to go. It's time to build up that team better than ever. Don't go alone. I know in the picture I saw you going alone, but I felt like that stick represented a team that comes in after you. You prepare a landing spot where the plane can land. You go in first. The lamp, obviously, the word. Obviously. I know the, I know the sword. I, I get it. But it, it was literally what I mean. The word, this is not unknown. It might be uncharted territory, but you will know where your foot is supposed to step all along the way. It's a lamp into your feet. The sword. Uh, it's not going to come without a battle. I'm not going to lie to you and say, hey, this next 10-year run is going to be really easy. It's not necessarily going to be easy. But that's not, not encouraging. It's an encouraging heads up. It, it would be like if I took you to the gym and we were going to go bench. And I put weights on the end. And you started lifting. I said, hey, I'm going to put some more weight on there. It was a little heavy at first, but I said, hey, but I'm going to spot you. We're going to put more weight on, but I'm going to spot you. That's what I feel like the Lord's saying. I'm going to put a little more weight on you. Don't worry. My hand's still on the bar. I'm spotting you. Okay? The sword, swing it. Swing it, swing it, swing it. Clear the way. Clear the path. And the shovel. I saw you building. I saw you building places for people to reside, to commune, to come together, to find the lamp. You're going to have fun playing with your toys out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's fun. Mandy, uh, you really are the calm. You, if, if it weren't for you, uh, it would be Hurricane Alley at the house. <laughs> you do bring order. You do bring a settling with you. You haven't always felt settled in the past, and it's one of the reasons you fight for peace. When you walk in, peace does too. And you need to know that. Peace comes with you. You've seen some chaos. You're a little, you have been a little too close to chaos in years past. But it's why you have that burden inside of you to fight for peace the way that you do. And you need to hear this. Your children have peace. Peace is what they know. Chaos is not what they understand. And this little girl fought for that. It was important to her, and he's helped fight. But you've battled for it. Peace comes with you. You know how to get it. You know what to do when you feel like you're losing it. 
Special, special, special woman. Just get that sense every once in a while when the Lord just goes, I want you just to go tell her. I've seen it all. I've watched her every move. I'm not just delighted with her. I'm obsessed with her. And when she wakes up, there I stand, waiting for her to open her eyes and tell me good morning. You haven't messed it up. You didn't drop the ball right where you're supposed to be. You need to take that pressure off. Did I miss it? Did I miss it? You need to stop asking that question. You didn't miss it. You're doing great. Well done. Keep it up. He needs you. I mean, really, really, really needs you, Mandy. Like, I, I can't overstate that. But all kidding aside, you're far more needed than you understand. You're a pillar. A pillar known for peace is one whom many will come draw from. God bless you guys. Well, we, we arrived at the same time as you guys did, and uh, I noticed you and your family. And the Lord said when I, I saw your kids, take note of this family. It's a really good family. And I, I want to say to the two of you, you, you're great parents. You've done a really good job, a really good job. The, the church really is a microcosm of families. You understand family. You do family well. You're your family is the foundation for what you do in ministry, and uh, it's a reflection. God has a spotlight on your family because other people need to see how to do it well. The, the models have been broken. They don't, they don't know how to do it, but you guys are building a model for others to see, and your, your kids will carry that model multi-generationally. It's going to be a special thing to watch in the years ahead. They're, they're going to they're going to carry Jesus like you have carried Jesus. The battles you fought, they won't have to fight because you'll, you'll transfer to them the things that you've learned in this generation. I say, well done, mom and dad. Andrew, I saw this. You're a, a people person. You're, you're deep in relationships. You, you commit. You prefer to do team ministry rather than to be the lone ranger. Uh, Proverbs 18, 24, but there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You're that friend. If, if somebody has you for their friend, it'll be a lifetime friendship. No matter what is needed, you're there uh, to pick up pieces, to carry lumber, to uh, whatever, to give a listening ear, uh, to call them back if they, uh, they get out of line. Uh, small group ministry is important to you because you know that's where deep relationships develop. Uh, I, I saw uh, and, and sort of sense the smell of sheep on you. You care for people. You love people. You, you, you think about where, you, you notice when somebody's gone and you, uh, you reach out to find out where, where they are. Your impact is deeper than it is wide. You openly share the things you have and know with those that you get close to. You relate well to the older generation, giving honor, and to the, those younger with brotherly care and guidance. It makes you 
uh, a pillar. It makes you someone that is a necessary part, a, a, an important part of what God is doing in this place. And Mandy, I saw this over you, tender, sensitive, devoted to God, happy and most comfortable in service and support of others. Uh, Self-promotion is something you avoid in yourself and in others. You're a motivated servant. In fact, I, I wrote this down. You, you haven't seen a need you, you aren't drawn to. You, you love to help people. You love to, um, if you see a need and don't feel it's being met, you rally around to, uh, to meet that need. There's a humble servant heart in you. And Jesus said, the greatest among you is the servant of all. The time for promotion has come for you in this house. And God is opening doors that stretch you. But here's, here's what you need to hear. Say yes. Say yes. When those opportunities are come, walk through into an expanded place of ministry and service. God will bless you in it. And you don't have to worry. It's not you promoting you. It's God promoting you in the right time. God's favor is on you. Ministry heart with a service mindset is all over your life. Places of service have to involve people, and high relational skills are necessary to recruit, train, and equip those people, and that's who you are. God bless you both. Good words. Come, let's pray for Andrew and Mandy. I cracked up, Mandy, when they said you were always on budget because we know that that is so true about you and how diligent you are. And Andrew's a part of our teaching team. He preaches and teaches. Uh, if we're not stealing stuff from Jason Jackson, we're stealing stuff from Andrew Arndt. And we're unashamed about that. They're so smart. And Mandy's on our worship team. They just serve all over the church. New Life Friday night all over the place. And we're so proud of them. And uh, Pete, I'm going to let you pray over them. Just pray a blessing over these two. Lord, you do all things well. Your word brings life. Lord, your word has brought life tonight. Lord, I pray that as you have spoken your word over this couple, Lord, and as I pray that your word would fall into fertile soil, Lord, and produce fruit that would be to the advancing of your kingdom. Lord, these are, this is a gifted man and woman. We have yeah. seen their gifts played out over and over yeah. again. The truth you've invested in them has been incarnated, not uh, among them, but also in us as we watch something living and giving life always. So, Lord, would you, uh, Lord, would you work in them to bring these words to life in a fresh new way, empowered by the Holy Spirit, Lord, re uh, in, in, a, in a resurrection power yeah. that gives life to all that's around them. Yeah. Lord, your word gives life, and, Lord, that word is going to give them life and us life as we surround them. We pray these things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. Okay, everybody stand up. Stretch a bit. Let's uh, prepare ourselves. We're going to let these guys just call out words in the congregation. Is that okay? If not, it's time to run for the exits, if, you know, if that's not okay. But I, I promise you, you don't want to leave. It's super encouraging. And uh, it's just been good. Have you enjoyed just hearing other people be blessed? And, you know, one of the, one of the things I love about presbytery is that you get to get to know people. Like, I know you don't know the staff as probably as well as you'd like, and this is our chance to get to know people through the eyes of the Lord. What does God think of them? And it really helps just us to fall in love more 
with the team the Lord sent us, all right? So you okay with this? To getting spoke, they're going to ask you to stand if they have a word for you. So give them your name. And then I think we have uh, recordings will be available sometimes on the website in the next 24 hours or something like that. So, all right, everybody be seated. You ready? Okay, these guys are just going to make their way through the crowd and give words. Blake, you actually came back. Yeah. You're back there with the baby. Check this out with the headphones and everything. Will you guys stand up? Remind me your name. Micah. Micah. Yeah, of course. I, I, you, you totally look like a dun, by the way, just so you know. Uh, I know you get that a lot. So I know these guys, uh, full disclosure, uh, basically been around your family since I was a little kid. And we've been around each other since you were a little kid. So um, special new season. Obviously, I know you guys moved here in the last 12 months. Special new season, um, but two things, one for you, one for you. Blake, I felt like the Lord's taken the ceiling off. He's taken the lid off, and it's time to get even better at your gifts, not just your gift. And, it, you know, sometimes we get frustrated when we're, we feel like we're bumping into a ceiling. I, I just really clearly felt like I saw the Lord just take it off above your head. And, Blake, you can climb as high as you want. But you need to hone in some of these gifts. Some of them you've focused on more than others. You need to pay some attention to the ones that have been put on the back shelf. Some, some things God put in your heart that you just thought, well, I don't know if there will be a place for that. This isn't about a place. This is about a person. And an anointing God's put on you, Blake. So be diligent in this season, all right? Micah, you're not a plus one. You're a times ten. If one puts 1,000 to flight, two put 10,000 to flight, especially when they're as strong as you. You need to hear this. You're not in anybody's shadow. There is no tree casting a shadow in your direction. You're paving your way. It's his way. But you're coming into your own. It's one of the reasons God brought you here. He didn't just bring him here. He brought you here. This was a house God made sure you'd be planted in because you're going to grow up here. You're going to come into your own. And some desires God put in your heart. This is it. So you just get ready and have fun. You're not going to have to bang on doors. The doors are just going to open. God bless you guys. Hi. What's your name? Hi, Daniel. Well, this is interesting. Uh, I saw Daniel over you uh, when I, uh, I looked at you, and I think it's, it's sort of prophetic that you're here sitting by yourself. Uh, you've, you've stood, and you're not, you're, not, uh, you're not ashamed to stand alone for the things that God has called you to do. In fact, you've, you've stood alone a lot. But you have some people, uh, there's two things I think the Lord wants you to know is, one, even though you've stood alone, you're not alone. Uh, there's, a, there's a group that's being formed around you. There, there's some Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego friends that will stand with you. That uh, while you might be in the lion's den, they're going to be in the fire. And you're going to encourage one another, and you're going to make a difference. I think that, there, that God is, is developing in you an ability to interpret like Daniel interpreted that there's going to be people coming to you 
people that uh, don't know, uh, they're in a conundrum. They don't know what to do. And as you press into God, God will give you the answer. He'll give you the answer, and, and as, he, as he does, he'll elevate the presence of God in the midst of uh, a difficult or maybe even an ungodly situation. So here's, here's just a couple things I want you to know. Uh, some people hear God by feeling. Some people hear God by their ears, and some people hear God by seeing. God's going to develop in you, maybe all three of those, but one specific way that you'll know God is speaking, you can press into him, and then with confidence you deliver what God said and watch the miracles take place. God bless you, Daniel. What's your name? Melissa. Melissa. You've been prophesied over before, Melissa? This is going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I just heard you asking questions. Uh, When, Lord? Where? How, Lord? And I started hearing answers. The time is now. This is the place. And I will show you how. But be assured things will work out fine. You have faced some hard things. You've known loss. But God restores. God returns what seemed lost. You're in a healthy environment. Stay in it. This is the place. These are the people. Things will work for your good because you love God and have been called according to his purpose. Tonight before you go to bed, read Romans 8.28. It's yours. Hi. What's your name? I'm Katie. Katie? Hi, Katie. So uh, here's what I, what I saw for you. You're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. And the, the concerns that you've carried, a concern about, uh, about the direction you're going or the decisions that you've made, uh, you're on the right track. And uh, the thing I felt to tell you and encourage you is don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough troubles. Today has enough troubles of its own. You don't have to worry about what's going to come. If you'll simply focus on today, be obedient to what God gives you today, uh, he will lead you and direct you in the way that you should go, and you'll not miss one thing that he has for you. You're on the right track. Stay the course. God bless you. This guy right here. Yeah. How you doing? Will you stand up? Yeah. What's your name? Randy. Randy? Nice to meet you. Uh, I'll give you the picture. Uh, have you ever tried to assemble something? I like put together, a, you know, a, something for a kid or something, you know. Uh, not one of my strengths. I was the guy who waited until 1130 on Christmas Eve to put together my daughter's bike that had brakes. And it was 930 in the morning. I was still awake and the bike was still not finished. I don't think you're that guy, but here's the picture, Randy. I feel like God's given you uh, one page of the instruction manual at a time right now. You've put some other stuff together and you've tried and and you've ended up with a few extra pieces and it hasn't quite come together the way you hoped. But I just saw the Lord one page at a time. I wish I could tell you he was bringing the whole instruction manual all at once. But who cares? Finish the page. 
Just heard it as clear as day. Finish the page. Don't look too far ahead. Don't worry about what it looks like when you're finished building it. You're prone to try and answer too many questions well in advance. Don't worry about that. He's kind of hiding the finished result on purpose. Randy, it's called a surprise. And surprises are good when he's the one giving them. Be diligent with each page. Lives depend on it. But have fun while you build it. God bless you. This young man right here with a check shirt. You st- what's your name? Rick. Rick. Rick, I just saw you from up on the stage there, and I heard this, that you have led a remarkable life, uh, a life of adventure, a life of big steps of faith. Uh, you've been knocked down, but you always got back up. People have even said it was remarkable what happened in your life. I come to tell you that you're remarkable. God's made you remarkable. You're a faith walker. You're a good news talker. And you're a miracle releaser. That's what God sees in you. Lately, you've not been seeing a lot in yourself. You've been a little discouraged. I come to remind you of who you are. You're remarkable. You're a man of God. Uh, You are respected by your peers. You're loved by your family. I come to commend you and to exhort you to excel still more and be comforted tonight that God sees you. Brought a guy from Arkansas to see you, be drawn to your check shirt and come tell you you were remarkable. Uh, When you lay down to sleep tonight, just be thankful. When you get up in the morning, say, this is the day the Lord's made. I'll, I'll, I'll rejoice and I'll be glad in it. You two together? Brother, stand up, both of you, if you would. There's, a, there's an anointing on the two of you. I, I saw the hand of God over your life in a great and a powerful way. Uh, you're older than you look, spiritually speaking. You've experienced things. You've, you've said yes to God. You, you have wisdom to offer, and yet it's not time. <laughs> And it's some, somewhat frustrating. It's frustrating to you when you, you could give an answer and nobody wants to hear your voice or that's the way it feels. And here's, here's the encouragement tonight. You're being prepared. There's a, there's a bright future ahead. The hand of God is upon you. Your time will come. So don't, don't, don't be unsettled by the voices that the that you're not, the words that you're not being able to share. Just store it up, store it up, and God will open up a way. Avoid promoting yourself and allow God to raise you up. He's investing much in the two of you, and his hand is upon you for some great things in the future. God bless you. Oh, what's your names? Hope and, and Zane. Hope and Zane, God bless you. Uh, sometimes the Lord nudges me in the middle of these presbyteries and I become aware that some people aren't being able to hear the Lord because they don't know the Lord. 
So I just want to stop for just a moment and give anyone that's sitting here tonight an opportunity to make it right with the Lord. To ask the King of Glory, the Prince of Peace, to come into your heart and to be your Savior and Lord. I think some of you in this room are ready right now. I just want, I want more. The more you're looking for is Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to just do something. Every eye will stay opened. We're not going to play just as I am 50 times on the piano. I'm just going to ask you with your eyes wide open to say tonight, I want to make a commitment to Jesus once and for all. And I just want to pray a simple prayer with you. I'm just going to pray with you and ask God to come in and change your life forever. And you'll be able to hear the Lord yourself. You won't need a middleman like us. You'll have a relationship with him yourself. So if that's you and you're in the room and you'd like for me to pray this simple prayer, if you would just stand up wherever you are in the room right now and I'll pray for you. Now if you're a little uncomfortable, hands a little sweaty, heart beating a little faster, you wish I would shut up. That may be the Lord convicting you. So if you're here and you want me to pray, go ahead and stand up right now and I'll pray. Amen. 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 I don't think that she's the only one. I think there's some others and her being strong is going to be is going to be encourage you to be strong anybody else want to stand up before i pray right back there amen amen anybody else before i pray need to get in on this it's good all right, if you stood up for prayer, would you put your hand on your heart so I know who I'm praying for? Maybe some friends near you or one of the pastors here could come and be beside you. I just want you to pray out loud. No one else pray for you out loud. I want you to pray out loud after me. Just say these words out loud. Lord Jesus, tonight I ask you to come into my heart. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died and rose again. And I ask you to come into my heart tonight. Forgive me of my sin. Save me. And I will follow you all the days of my life. I love you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Let's rejoice with the angels over these. stand up what's your name Sarah. Sarah good to meet you I fight words like this because I don't like being like this necessarily but the enemy has come after you with everything he's got
I just need to hear this. It didn't work. It doesn't stand. That's not me. I didn't do that. And I just saw you being in a really dark place. And I heard really loudly, just flip the lights on. Just flip the lights on. And I heard something going back to when I was a little boy. I grew up in a worship pastor's home. And outside of my bedroom was my dad's piano. And I'd done something, and I was in my room. And the door was shut, and my dad was outside singing, playing. And I just heard him singing, grace, grace, God's grace. And I just wept on my side of the door. You need to stop beating yourself up. You need to finish that tonight. No more. No more. He's bigger than all that. Forget this record of wrongdoing stuff. Just, just, it's time. New day. New day. New day. Walk in it. Enjoy it. You've been round and around. You've fought. You tripped. It's all right. Everybody in this room has. That's not the part of your story. That is so important. It's what happens next. It's what happens next. Lift up your head. Receive. Flip on the lights. There's no monster in the corner. Just the God of the universe. Protecting you with everything he's got. You made it this far. And there's a good reason. Because there's a lot ahead. Don't let that worry you. And don't feel pressure. Because it's not going to be you that does it. It's him through you. You're a beast. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Do you believe that? Can we just pray? We guys, we guys lay hands. Can we just, are you guys family, I, I assume? Maybe do you know her? Are you guys like friends? What's, like, yeah, everybody's like, they care so deeply. So you just got a bunch of people that love you. This is great. God, I thank you so much for victory. The victory we have in Jesus. I thank you for the brightest light in all the world. God, I thank you that even when we listen time to time to the accusations of the enemy, you come in and silence them. God, I pray you would silence every accusation right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, would you silence every accusation. I pray she'd hear when that voice comes, she'd hear the God of the universe saying, that's not me. That's not me. I didn't say that. You don't believe that. You don't walk that out. In Jesus' name. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that you don't do buzzer beaters. You do annihilation. And you're going to prove a point in all of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Let it be so, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hi, this is for you. What's your name? Kalen. Hi, Kalen. Hope you like this. You're, you look like you're a tough guy. <laughs> 
I saw this uh, over you. There's a brilliance in, in you, uh, a, a sharp thinker, a, a, a ponderer of an internal thinker. You understand, uh, you understand presentation. You understand PowerPoint. Uh, there's a gift to teach in you, and you're in a, a great place. This is a great church for a mind and a heart. And you've got both. You've got a mind and a heart. If you'll go deep with God, there, there's no limit. And, and it'll be, there'll be an opportunity for you here to use the gifts that God has given in a great and a powerful way. So teach, teach because you're gifted to do it. Get inside the minds of this generation and challenge them the way that you wanted to be challenged when you were their age. Challenge them to, to step up to a higher ground and give them the tools necessary for that. You've got the skills. God bless you. This is, a, this is for Callie. Would you stand up? Uh, this is the year to start fires. Fires of faith that burn in you will ignite in folks walking near you. You're going to see some with only embers of faith left. You're going to blow gently on those embers with encouragement and acts of kindness. Be sensitive to your friends and classmates. Some look good outwardly but are struggling with dark things. Just see them. Just ask them how they are. Don't be condemning. Don't be judgmental. Just offer to pray. Invite them to go to church with you. You'll often feel like a Pied Piper after a while with folks following you to, to the light that drives away the darkness. You're going to do well academically because you're going to work hard. But you'll go not just as a student this year, but as a kind missionary. Uh, the good news of Jesus in your acts and in your concern. It's going to be the year that you win someone to the Lord, and it's going to be sweet. Amen. This guy right here in the USA basketball. Yeah. Can I slide in front of y'all? I don't do this very often. Yeah. I kind of figured that, bro. What's going on, my man? I enjoy looking up to people. What's your name? Luke. How old are you? Yeah, to think about that. 17. My, well, you're so tall. I would think I was like 27 if I was you. My goodness. Let me share the phrase with you, and then we'll walk it out of touch. To the extent that you let me use you, I'll open the door for you. This isn't about a ball. This is about a book. This isn't about a team. This is about a family. I, I'm really careful when I say things like this, but you, you've got ministry on you. I don't know if that's vocational ministry or if it's going into some, some uh, pretty dark places with bright light and ministering to people that a lot of us won't get the opportunity to minister to. The temptation to pull you down, others will try. Stay strong, keep that light bright. Don't cut one corner, give your all, not just into your talent, but into keeping that torch bright. God's gonna use you in some really unique ways. 
you've got access to some people that people like me won't ever have access to. Speak up. I just sense God increasing the volume of your voice and the confidence in it. You're ready. When it's time, you're ready to run that race. Stay faithful. Keep the light bright. No matter how dark the room you walk into is. All right? God bless you, buddy. And keep growing, too. This is for the two of you, if you wouldn't mind standing and give me your names. Denise. Denise. Yes. And, and Walt. Hi. Hi. So uh, this is what I thought for the two of you. Uh, you're, you're in a uh, changing season of life. Uh, that's pretty obvious. I'm, I'm in a changing season of life myself. And uh, there's plenty of tread on the tires. You're not worn out, you're worn in. <laughs> and uh, don't take yourself out of the game. Uh, there's, there's much that you have to offer. Uh, I was reminded, Caleb was 40 when, uh, when God made a promise to him, and he was 80 when he stepped in to fil fulfill that promise, and he was as strong at 80 as he was at 40. There's great life in the two of you and great experience in what you, you have done. You've fought many fights there's a lot of skins on your belt. And there's a generation that needs to hear those stories, uh, a generation that needs to be encouraged. So you've earned the right. You don't have to do now. You can, you can be, and you can tell, you can coach, you can mentor, and the impact of your, uh, your life in this season will be greater than it has been up until this point. So don't take yourself out of the game. You're needed, a mother and father in the house. Amen. God bless you. Right here. Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Leah. Leah. Great to meet you. Awesome cheerleader you are. It's like I saw you at the end of the race, like in the, towards the finish line when everybody wants to quit, everybody wants to tap out. You're the one with the megaphone going, you can do it. You got this. You can do it. You don't just cheer them on. You help them finish. You've poured out a lot. I mean, you poured out almost everything you got. And there are a lot of people in this room that I want to claim this word, but I don't think they have the same uh, uh, ability to, <laughs> to call it theirs the way you do. I think this is a, a Psalm 2 moment for you. You've given out so much. You've been so selfless. I just sense the Lord saying, you've interceded for everybody else's needs. Why don't you come talk to me about that one? Just ask me. Just hear him saying it so sweetly like the perfect daddy that he is. Just ask me. Let's talk about you. You always bring their needs to me. Only ask. And I'll give it. In this next lap of life, let's make sure we're running as much as we're cheering. You're a runner. You're made to run. You're a great cheerleader. But sometimes you cheer for them because that's what you need. That's all right. We all do. 
You've been there at just the right time for a lot of people to cheer them across the finish line, to help them across. But this next race is a doozy for you. And you got it. You're going to break your personal best. But let's make sure in this next lap we're running as much as we're cheering. You can cheer and run at the same time. But before you go, remember, just ask. God bless you. Uh, is, the, uh, is the cello player that played tonight here still in the room? Yes. Tell me your name, hon. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, I, I, I saw this. I don't know if it was this morning or last night when you played, but I heard this. When you sing and play your instrument, you inspire the prophets to prophesy inspire the prophets to prophesy. You encourage the preachers to keep preaching. You nudge the single parents to keep going. When you sing and play, people are strengthened and find courage as their spirits are built up and as their souls wake up again. Your gifts are important. As the Lord has given to you, keep giving your gifts away. And the Holy Spirit will keep filling your cup to overflow. You felt a little depleted. But as you give out, especially with your gift, God's going to fill you up again and again and again. You are more than a musician and a singer. You're much more. I just come to remind you that when you sing and play your instrument, atmospheres change. People remember who they are and why they're here. You find your sweet spot in God's presence. You do your most important work when you're in your sweet spot. What you do is important. It flows from who you are. There, uh, I, have a, I have a word. I don't know exactly how to pull this off, but if you are a preacher's kid and you're between the ages of, say, four all the way up to being a teenager, would you mind standing up wherever you are if you are a preacher's kid? Why don't y'all... Uh, Why don't y'all come on up here by me just real quick. Just come on. Get away from your parents for a second and, and come up here by me and just stand right here in front of me and just, and just listen to me, all right? I've got three children and I've got four grandchildren and I've had to tell my children, being my son or my daughter, you'll have to decide if it's a problem or if it's a privilege and I hope that you'll decide that being the son or daughter of your parents is a privilege. And I want you to know I get the pressure that preacher's kids are under everywhere. But let me tell you who God sees in you. He sees hope for that ministry that's in your parents to go forward. You may not be exactly like them. You may not do like them exactly in what you end up doing in life. But you're going to carry on this heritage that's going to bless the next generation. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you. And then I want you to go and lay your hands on your parents' shoulders. And I want you to look them in the eyes and say, it's a privilege to be your son. It's a privilege to be your daughter. All right? Let me pray for you and then y'all go do that. Lord, I just thank you for all these that are standing here tonight, Father. And I had a real burden in my heart for him, God, and I just keep seeing the pressures, especially the societal pressures that are on them.
And Father, I just pray that you would raise these up strong and their relationships would actually get better and sweeter with their parents. It won't get, it won't get bad. It won't turn ugly. It'll just become more and more beautiful. Now I want you all to turn around. I'm going to send you out to your parents. Go tell them that it's a privilege to be their daughter or their son. Okay, go. Go to your parents. Got one more for Kelly Morgan. Is she still in here or is she in here? There you are. Kelly, you're a great organizer, but you're much more than that. You're a great administrator, but you're much more than that. You're good at scheduling and time management, but you're much more than that. You're a Jill of all trades, but you're more, more, much more than that. Uh, people wear this out over women, but I really heard this for you. You're a modern-day Proverbs 31 woman, a wife of noble character worth far more than rubies. Your husband has full confidence in you. You work with eager hands. You get up early and provide for your family. A good businesswoman who invests well. Your lamp doesn't go out at night. You open your arms to the poor and hold out your hands to the needy. You are clothed with strength and dignity. You speak wisdom. Your children arise and call you blessed. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You have a clear job description and you do your job well, but you're much more than that. I come to commend and celebrate you along with your friends tonight. Be encouraged, woman of God. All right. I agree with that. Kelly is my assistant and makes me look a lot smarter than I am. And that, those words are absolutely true about Kelly. So she's a blessing to all of us. Stand with me, if you will. And it's been a good night. Good grief. That was a good night. Can we just thank Tom and Wayne and Preston for ministering to us and leaving their families? <laughs> I love these times. I want to I say this. I want to remind you of this, that... Uh, first Wednesday starts next Wednesday, and it's going to be in this room. We're going to bring it back into this room because, you know, I just think this is a smaller, more intimate prayer gathering when we come into this room. And so for September, we're going to be back in here on first Wednesday, which is next Wednesday. So if you like these type of services where we're going to pray, we're going to prophesy, we're going to sing, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and meet with us, that's next Wednesday. And then first Wednesday for the rest of the year every first Wednesday of the month. Just put that on your calendar, make that a priority, and come be a part of that. Um, we have a book that, that Tom and Wayne wrote together, and they only brought like a couple of dozen of them. So I'm going to give them away. They're, I think they're back there somewhere. So the first 24 people that want them, take one per person, one, and then you can have them. I'll give them to you, right? They're back there, and it's on hearing the voice of the Lord. So maybe this is new to you. You'd like to know more. They wrote a fantastic book. And it's back there on the back table. You can have it. The first people back there to get it uh, can have it for free. All right, here's, all right, we're a church family, and I need some help tonight, okay? Well, I think we need to stack some chairs. So can you, uh, is that okay? How many, where do you want to stack them? They'll give you instructions. So we're, we have to turn this room around for an event tomorrow. And our hospitality team said, hey, could you ask for some volunteers? I said, hey, we're a church family. This is what you do in your house, right? When you have guests come over, we all just pitch in and stack up the chairs. And so seven, seven high. All right. I don't know what that means, but y'all work that out among yourselves. I'll help. 
whatever seven high means. Do it. Don't get injured. We have terrible insurance. All right. But dive in. Thanks for coming tonight. God bless you guys. Stack some chairs up and take off. Seven high. <laughs>